right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the best human resources podcast in the entire world. HR Talk is our pleasure to be back here for you and with you and around you. My name is JC. I'm the co-captain of your starship HR Talkings, and I am not inebriated. Across the bow to sunny <laughs> Central Florida, the man, the myth, the right. legend, Ricky Baez. Hola, mi gente. ¿Cómo está todo hoy? Lo, hey, lo no, siento, no hablo español. Funny you say that in Spanish. <laughs> Un momento, mm. por favor, si vous plaît. No, what's that the other? That Multi-language, right? <laughs> no, wait a minute. What's that? No, wait. What's Let's that? tell everybody. Tell me. What is the one Spanish melody I taught you back in the Marine Corps? It, I don't even pronounce it the right way. It's not even appropriate to say as well. I do understand that there's bad words in there. Is it really that appropriate? No, it's very... Ricky. Parents in Puerto Rico sing this melody to their kids, so it has to be appropriate. Okay. If it's that appropriate, maybe it's worth a translation today. Folks let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. In English. With Ricky Bias. Inspirational quotes with Ricky Bias in English. Sana, sana, oh, I said it wrong. Ha. Heal, heal, you ass a frog. If you don't heal today, you will heal tomorrow. Sana, sana, culita de rana, si no, sana, hoy, sana, mañana. There it is, bro. Sana, sana, culita de rana, si no, sana, hoy, sana, mañana. Okay, that sounded weird. <laughs> super <laughs> kaku, super kaku. <laughs> People who are not from Puerto Rico or the South Bronx are like, they what got no are idea. they on today? They have no idea what's going on, dude. I'll tell you what they we're on. No we're idea. on some amazing numbers from February. I want to thank you very much what? for not pulling those. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're a jerk. So I got the reports for interesting things with JC. And uh, okay. the, the public number that I put out there in the previous week, before we did the show with Kathy and Alan last week, interesting things yeah. was... I was right at around 4,000 RSS subscribers in two months' time. Ricky, the final numbers came in. It was 10,000. I'm not trying to make 10, it public. 10,000? Yeah, dude. It's like 10,290. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. In two months' time, I picked up that much. So when people come back and they're like, HR Talk, you guys really had like 60,000? I'm like, yeah, maybe that was one show. I don't know. I, I couldn't even tell you anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, we tailed off for a bit. We came back. We've done yep. big things. We've, did the, we've done some of the biggest things out there. Listen, listen. Listen, I was asked this question most recently, okay? Okay. Serious question, too. I'm, I'm not going to give away too much. Look, I, I know you're listening, and for the people that are listening right now, just trust I'm not going to give away too much. But I was approached by someone recently that said, hey, they have a HR podcast. This is the name of the show. This is what they're currently doing. Can you give it a listen and maybe a little bit of a critique and consultation to see what I could do better to get better numbers and the whole nine? So I did. And I, we, you and I have done this before for others. You and I, we, we actually had a car ride and we listened to another HR podcast and you almost like went off the road. You fell asleep. So it's, it's like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying I remember to, that. listen, I'm not trying to be pompous. I'm not trying to be that guy, but there's certain things you can't teach. There's certain things you can't teach. Listen, for anyone that's just getting to know HR talk, me and Ricky Baez, we literally have known each other since the nineties. Literally. Yep. Like we literally have, shut up. 
Nah, it was. See, see, I could tell him to shut up, and see? he's okay with it. Yeah. He could tell me to I shut up, but it's okay with it. Because I ignore him. It's okay. It's it's really hard to po- uh, to be a sole proprietor of your own podcast, though. That's a very hard yeah. thing to do. Like, if you're podcasting by yourself and you're out there and you're talking about HR, like, don't you just want to grab that? Ricky, is it Title V or Title VII? There's two. There's two titles you play in. Title Seven. Yeah, Title VII. So don't you just yeah, want to no. grab that book and like smash your head with the book and you're like, oh my god, HR, HR, HR. You know? It's, I mean, like you're doing it by boring. yourself at that point. You know? It's like, oh man, it's it's hard. It's hard. Look, if you're getting into the world of podcasting. The best thing that I could recommend that you do is not take advice from me. That's all. That's that's all. <laughs> take the advice from Ricky. You have to he's say an that HR. When I'm taking a drink, huh? Yeah, he's an HR now. I, I used to be an HR. I'm kind of like on the tertiary end of HR. So much so to the point, like sometimes they kick you out, but then every now and then they they bring you back in. I don't know. I'm still there, kind of. You know, it's just a different world. No, you're there. Eh, you shut, well, well, shut your face. No, look. <laughs> no, you're there. Want to know why? Want to know why? Because you're flying down here in April to MC the Space Ghost HR Conference, the 25th anniversary. If you wasn't in human resources, JC, why would they Let want to services? Something. Let me tell you something. I can't even. I'm I'm blown away about the amount of change that's taken place from 2017, 2018, all the way till now. Yeah. If, if if you roll back, we've been doing this for a minute, but there's people that have been doing this a lot longer and they're much more boring. So here we are, we're on the stage now and the calls come in. You literally go out and MC events. I, I do. And I, I keep the language clean. I do things during events that I'm not going to do like parlor tricks. I don't like things on fire. There's no stupid human tricks, but I do some fun things. I think I do some fun things throughout the events. Don't you too, Ricky? Ricky? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes, thank we do. You. Thank but wait, there's nothing wrong with stupid human tricks. No, 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 no. That's no. actually pretty fun. Different people, different styles, different things. It's yeah. okay. There's everyone's got their own thing. You know, if if you learn the stupid human, tr- let's say, okay, hypothetically, let's say you came into the room in a human hamster ball. We know a guy that did that. We know a guy that did that. <laughs> let's say you did that and you bounced around the room and you're like. Okay, follow me. We're going to go make mini tacos. It'd be like a funny thing, you know, or like, hey, throw me at the Velcro wall. You know, I mean, like it's a gig, but I'm in a different realm. I'm in a different space during those things. I don't know. I I just do it different, but people like it. They keep calling me back and I feel very fortunate to do that. And to that, the end of my soapbox and spiel, we're seven minutes into this and I I can't thank you enough for sticking (sighs) around. Yeah. You can come experience this magic live at the Space Coast HR Conference, and we've told you about that before. We'll tell you about it again. Just stop by HR Space Coast, Space Coast HR Conference dot com. Find out details and more info. No hard sell. That's really all we're going to tell you about that. We'll talk yep. about that more coming up later on into the program. Ricky, I just rambled for a bit. I I had a lot to get off my chest. I talked about a lot of things, and you're staying quiet. You're scaring me. Like you're literally just staring in the camera right now, not saying anything. Like you literally don't even listening. just want to jump in. Yeah, no, I know. No, I'm not used to I'm it. I'm listening to what you're saying. You're amazing. <laughs> you're in HR. Look what do you, at you mean you're not used to it? Look at I you. I listen to you ramble all the freaking time. Are you kidding me? Okay, Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. That was a good one. That was a good one. I know. You know who I... I worked on that all night. All night. You're making me Scooby-Doo laugh today. Had an opportunity to... Record um, as a guest, Ricky, for the uh, podcast with Sweet Baby Jay. What's that one called? What's that show called? Uh, you know the name of it. Talking Sweet, I think. Hold on. Talking Sweet. Right now. Talking right. Sweet with Sweet Baby Jay. This guy's got, if you, if you ever want to be on his show, he's got like a telephone number in your text. 
He doesn't care where you are, who you are, what you do. You want to be anonymous? That's fine. Um, I chose to be me, kind of. And I went on and talked to HR, and, and we talked about some legalities and some things and current events and stuff like that. I was on fire. I couldn't be stopped. It was kind of like this right here. I just kind of kept talking, and nobody was jumping in. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I heard it, right? Oh, no, and you didn't like it. I heard like the it. part where you talk. No, I oh, I loved it, especially when you're like, yeah, you know, I do. I do. Uh, I'm a co-host of a podcast of this other show, and <laughs> the co-host of the other show has nothing to do with this show. I'm the one that makes this show look good. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what I want to hear the first thing of the freaking look, morning. I had to play into the character a little bit. We all know that you're the brains and I'm the face. But I'm, I'm not really the face. We've hired a guy to be the face because I don't want to be the face. I'm actually not that good looking. <laughs> Until you meet me in person, then you want my autograph. I know. No, then happens. you're like, holy shit, it's worse than what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, right? <laughs> I need some of the eye cream, oh, but all over my face. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're 10 minutes in, and we really haven't even talked about HR. And listen, Nothing ladies HR. and gentlemen, this is what it's about when you start your week. You, 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 <laughs> you know like I do, you are loving your job right now. You are having the best of times just kind of like thinking about all those amazing things that you have to do to help people in HR. You think about, geez, what, what would that be, Rick? I don't know. Maybe you're thinking about forms, benefits, recruiting. Maybe when your Monday starts and you're listening to HR Talk on the drive-in or you're on your treadmill in your little shorts or you're walking your little dog or drinking your little protein shake. Everything in the morning's little. It's fine. Except this box. Shut, shut, shut it. Except this podcast. This podcast isn't little. And then you say to yourself, self, I'm an HR. Wear a mask. I have to do it all. It's just me. And then you quit. You quit your job. You go into a different industry. Like you you self-collapse. Like there's people <laughs> leaving HR left and right. So it's okay to just break ground and get away from it and just have fun with it for a minute. And that's what we're doing this week. We're going to cover some current events. We're going to yep. talk about some fun stuff. And then yeah. we are going to get out of the program. We're not going to make you stick around for 90 minutes. This is a brand new HR talk. And to that, well, I'm still on the soapbox before Ricky even talks. I, uh, I, along with Ricky, fired our intern. We got rid of them two weeks ago. We, we had someone who was volunteering and doing an amazing job for us, and we've had a lot of people come and go over the span of time, and sometimes you have to let people go. There was a poor decision made in content. We offended some people by playing some TikToks on the actual HR Talk program that were racy, edgy, over the edge. I get it. I get it. No one likes that. And it kind of shocked us both by surprise. I thought that the clip was already like pre-edited. So did you. It wasn't. Things happen. You roll with it. And you know what? We look back on that program and maybe it was edited too much. Maybe there were too many bleeps. These things happen. At the end of the day, we're here for you. Really? That's right. And you that's are. why we got rid of them. And that's why we spun off HR Talks TikTok Roundup. So if you like that segment of the program and you want to stick with that, it's going to be in the feed periodically. Our goal is like once a week. We're still standing it up. Yada, yada, yada. You can find the show in the feed. 
And when you see HR Talks TikTok Roundup, know that the little E that says it's explicit, it, it means it. Because there's going to be things coming from TikTok that might be edgy. They're, they're going to be... They're going to be on the cusp, and we're going to tie it back to HR and human resources, but definitely put your earphones in. That program that, that program is going to take a turn, and it's going to go in, into the dumps, and it's going to be horrifying, and it'll be beautiful at the same time. <laughs> it, it's going to be a beautiful flushing of the sunset, and it's going to spin off into something magical. And the next thing you know, me and Rick, you'll be sitting down with Joe Rogan and the spin doctors someday. But for now, that's not happening. <laughs> The spin doctor. Yeah, the spin doctors. They were amazing. You remember the spin doctors, don't you? No, I know, but how how are they related to Joe Rogan? Why are you put putting those two entities in the same sentence? Ricky Bias, why why do you have to why do you always have to do these things? Why do you have to like ruin my dreams? If I want to do stuff with the spin doctors, we should be able to do stuff with the spin doctors. To include abide by their I'm cease and desist letter. <laughs> We can abide by this spin doctor's cease and desist letter on the back side of this program, right. ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely we can. Today is just a fun show. That's it. But we do have some heavy so, topics. So before Rick even starts talking, 13 minutes and 40 seconds in, I'm going to tell I'm just, you. You know what? I'm just going to sit down and just enjoy the show. We're going to talk about jobless claims, researching stuff, digital empowerment, uh, some Sherm thing. And a uh, Florida story that will not disappoint. Those are our topics. Ricky Bias, over to you. Oh, I just wanted to say that uh, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about <laughs> the content of the show, right? About um, how there's a lot of profanity in there. And I said the same exact thing you said. Look, you see that E right there? That means there's explicit content on here. So beware. You know what this person I'm told me? I'm sick of it, though. I'm sick of the explicit stuff. We don't need to be that, though. I don't like I don't like the explicit all the time. Sometimes things come out, but I, I you know, I don't well, know. Why we do it on purpose. I mean, sometimes I, I want to put together a show, JC, where we don't have to worry about what we say. That's okay. what makes this show authentic, right? We don't have to worry about it. And if we have to worry about too much about what we put out, then what's the point of this show? Ooh, because intriguing. when I consult with people, I tell leaders, be authentic with your employees. I tell employees, be authentic with your clients, be authentic with your bosses. That is how you build relationships. I would be a hypocrite if we weren't authentic on the show. Be authentic on the show. Be authentic on the show. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. But I, I, we, we can remain authentic without having to play like some of the most vulgar TikToks that are out there. And I think spinning that off into a new program is a very good thing. Yeah. I know we announced it when we did it. But I, I like reinforcing it because it is a new brand that's standing up. It's going to be in the same feed. And it's going to spin off. And if that one winds up getting sponsors and this one doesn't, I'm fine with that. Truly, you know, I like talking about yeah. HR in a way where we could talk trash about vendors that kind of suck. Boom. If your software Boom. is not good and we're going to do a critique or review of it, well, <laughs> sorry. Here you go. You know, we're getting the real deal, you know. Right. Someone comes on the program, they want to tell us about the benefits of the predictive index. And then someone else wants to come on the program and tell us how it's racist. I'm okay with that. You know why? Let's let's hear them out. Let's let's do both sides, man. You know, I'm right. I'm good with that all day. I'm good with that. I don't know. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you're talking about, JC. So we're good. We're okay. We are. We we got. What are you doing? We just we just want to attract all kinds of cease and desist letters. That is the point of the show. The name of this episode is going to cease be and the desist. cease and desist episode. The cease and desist. <laughs> At the end of deceased the day. Deceased and desist. Yeah. Deceased and desist. 
Oh, you're killing me. That's what it's good to Look, be. Look, do yeah. you have anything yeah. that you actually want to talk means. about today or no? No, I'm good. I just want to have a good time today. I have no agenda. I think we've beaten agendas to death in the past couple of months with everything happening, and I just want to have... What do you mean? Don't say that. No. What do you mean? Yes, we have. Everything HR. HR this. HR. Don't you get tired of it? I know I'm in HR. Yeah. Right? I know this Everyone is goes HR to show. work every day. They're t- so tired of it. There was a There is an HR pro who shall remain nameless, and and for this, like, Jordan George, huge kudos to you, man. Oh, I, I did, oh, geez. I didn't, anyway, so uh, someone who shall remain nameless, <laughs> <laughs> he just left his job. He left his job. Mm-hmm. He put it out there. I was, like, totally blown it's away. It's not a secret. It's not a secret. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. Yeah, so Jordan George puts a thing out, and he's like, I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm gone. That guy loved working for the credit union. Like, he did amazing things. He's an amazing presenter. If you don't know Jordan George, go ahead, look him up. He's an amazing guy. He's been on the podcast before. I really want to have him back on. Ricky doesn't want me to be with him because he thinks he's, I'm going to steal him or he's going to steal me. <laughs> like, he's trying to get in, in between. It, it's like a deadly love triangle, and Ricky's just trying to insert himself. That happened with Amanda yeah, Brunson, sure. too, so don't even get started. Anyways, <laughs> so Jordan George, he quits his job, but... He didn't quit. He like properly resigned and they like did like a huge going away and there was like lots of tears and everything like that. But when I read the post, I was like, oh, my God, he quit his job. He's part of the numbers. He's part of the statistics. What's going on? Oh, my gosh, this is getting crazy. I need to start looking. (laughs) (laughs) How many HR people have walked away from their jobs in the past 12 months to make more money somewhere else? Serious question. Seriously, quite a bit. Or not make more money somewhere else. I think if they would have quit their job in 2019, 2018, right. yes, that would have been to make more money elsewhere. Now, I'm, I'm venturing oh. to guess is just for sanity. It's different now. Just for the sanity. It, it's not even just different. sanity. Oh, yes, yeah, sanity, but sanity, culture, environment, yep. attire, opportunity, um, mutual respect and understanding, or, or yeah. just, you know, something different. You know, Jordan, I mean, he's... He's he's like a training guru extraordinaire. That guy's absolutely amazing. Like he really is. Like he's Ricky Baez and me combined, but he doesn't look as good as us. So it's kind <laughs> of wild to see him like do something more. Cause I'm like, he's not a good looking man, but he did this. You know? Please make sure you tag him. I hope he's listening. Tag him on the show because he did Jordan, you gotta come back on now. You have to review really these. He really does claims. have to come back on. I'm baiting hey, you. Jordan, tag Jordan George. Oh crap, we fired the I'm baiting you. <laughs> come on the show. Come back on the show, Jordan. Come back no, on look, the show. He's not doing he's not doing anything radically different. He's doing he's doing what he loves, right? And look, I'm not I'm not gonna speak for the man, but I am gonna say this. Just stop the current, current events. Current events this time right. is brought to you in part no. by Ricky's monologue. Ricky's monologue will That's continue, right. and then we'll pick up current events coming up momentarily. Your first That's current right. event it's for the day is currently on pause. Fine. Back over to Monolo- Ricky Bias. It's my monologue is no match for your thirteen minute monologue early in the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, it, it's uh, he, Jordan. I've I've had the pleasure to work working with him um, in on several projects uh, in school. And what I learned about him is not necessarily that he loves where he's working, not that he does or he doesn't, but he has a passion to working with good people. He's got a passion to working, helping people move that needle well, from about A the culture. to B. Yeah, it's about and the culture absolutely. and the people all day. Yep. All day. And a lot of organizations, any organization, don't realize that if you've got a good leader in place, you've got good employees in place, and you let both the leaders and the employees exhibit their talents that they were hired to do, 
you'd be surprised as an organization how the culture is created in that organization, it's stable in that organization, and when people live, eat, breathe that culture, man, your turnover is going to sink, and you're going to have people banging on your door wanting to work for you, and you're going to have people who are not going to want to leave. That is an amazing problem to have as a business owner. Ladies and gentlemen, for this and more information, please enroll at Rollins College. <laughs> not paying for this, so okay. <laughs> I got it. Rollins Let's give College is not paying for this at all. No one pays for anything here. We still actually <laughs> owe money to people. That's right, we I, do. I steal cable. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't, you don't, have cable. don't even. That, that, that's not even funny. You don't no, steal that. Not. But at the end of the day, if people did want to learn more about this, they literally could enroll at Rollins College to learn more about this, couldn't they? Absolutely. Rollins.edu. That is where you'll be able to go. It is one of the best liberal arts colleges in the South. It is actually considered the Harvard of the South you due know to their Masters of HR program and their MBA program. Here's a question for you. Why why don't they have a degree in conservative arts? Why is it always going to be liberal arts? Why can't it be nonpartisan arts? <laughs> Which, Title VII. Title VII. Hey, there you go. So if he calls it VII, it, we all know what he meant by this last statement. So we're good. I want to talk about Title VII. <laughs> Current events kick it off right here. Current events coming to you in part by Ricky Bias and Rollins College, the VII Bias Co Industries Incorporated, and Sunshine down in the sunny state of Florida. Your first story is coming to us from, well, it seems the Shermans. The maximum 2023 limits on out of pocket costs that employer sponsored group health plans can impose on enrollees for 2023 will be $9,100 for individual coverage and $18,200 for family coverage. That is up about 4.6% from the 2022 limits, Ricky Baez. This was an article put together by Stephen Miller, CEBS, talking about the out of pocket limits for non HSA plans over at the Sherm.org. If you don't go to Sherm.org already, you really should. Because if you're in HR and you don't even know who they are, you might have a problem. So in this article, <laughs> in this article, That's they go on uh, to say a lot of things with numbers. But ultimately, at the end of the day, they're awaiting official confirmation from the IRS. They're stating given the approximately 4.6% increase in out-of-pocket maximums and the premium adjustment percentage in the final rule, they project the 2022 employer mandate penalty increase will be similarly significant. $2,880 for the A penalty, up from $2,750 for 2022, and $4,320 for the B penalty, up from $4,120 in 2022. So they are waiting for further advance word on the IRS out of that one. Uh, the A and B penalties, if if you know, you know. If you don't know, look, Google SHRM, Google non-HSA plans, give it a read. Google Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller is a very great guy. Wears his hair very uh, cut short, tight to the head. Always has a, a tie. Always has a tie in his pictures, and he doesn't okay. have glasses. Doesn't have glasses. That's Stephen really Miller. informative. Yep. Thank you, Ricky. Bias over to you. Uh, JC, you know, in my twenty years of human resources, I've done a lot of things. I've done a lot of things in HR. I've met a lot of interesting business owners that need different different types of HR services, and if I've done every single job that has to do with human resources in up in and out of that field. And the one thing that I've learned, JC, is that I hate dealing with benefits. I can't stand it. <laughs> I think that in compensation, I just that's, that just does not interest me at 
all. There was actually a, a benefits professional that reached out maybe about a year and a half ago and asked, uh, you know, hey, could I come on sometime? And I said, yeah. And I gave you his info and then it never happened. That was around the time that uh, the podcast got hacked the first time, <laughs> which ah, I, I do still think it was HR social hour that hacked us. I, I do think that they're out to you get really us. You really think it was yeah, them? No, I think you they're really out think to get us them? at the end of the day. Yeah. Really? I mean, we are pretty damn good. That's probably why. Right? You know what I'm saying? All right. right, Your next current event story here is come to us uh, from Barron's.com. This is timely. This just came out today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not recording on Sunday. On the day that we normally record. The reason being, I am emceeing the Kaylee's Kindness Foundation's annual mother-daughter luncheon. We help raise funds for teenage girls with cancer. I've been doing this for many, many years now. They continue to invite me back, and it's my pleasure to go back and Help them raise dollars to help kids. It, it's a beautiful thing. So we are recording as of Thursday, the 3rd of March. And this story is brand new, hot off the press. Ricky, I would even advise releasing this program before Sunday if you desire. Okay. According to Barron's, jobless claims fall to 215,000 ahead of U.S. employment report. American filing for the first time unemployment benefits fell more than expected last week, according to the new data from the Labor Department. Initial jobless claims were at 215,000 for the week ending February 26th, a 18,000 decrease from last week's revised level of 232,000. Now, economists polled by FactSet were expecting jobless claims to fall modestly to 230,000. They were shocked to see it was at 215,000. The four-week moving average of claims fell by 6,000 from last week's revised average of 23,500. The average has remained fairly stable recently, suggesting the labor force has reached stability after a few weeks of seasonal and omnicron-related volatility at the beginning of the year. And if you are not aware, COVID is allegedly now over with a 90% decrease in COVID claims across the country may have impact and bearing on the job numbers. Ricky Bias, over to you. Now, these are initial jobless claims. So according to this article, first time time unemployment benefits. Yes, correct. So there were 18,000 claims decreased from the previous week. Um, which was at 232,000. I wonder how many of those 18,000 are people who says, forget it, I'm done. Yeah. This is too freaking hard to do. Yeah, no, no Has doubt. Has anybody out there tried to file, <laughs> especially <laughs> in Florida? It was a hot mess. They just gave up. The, hey, they just gave up. I, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go be a prostitute. I'll just do that. Don't, right. And then no. go in the corner and do what I got to do. You don't do that. You wouldn't do that. I mean, I, I don't do that. People do. You I don't could, judge. You could. You know, I wouldn't recommend. You know, are you kidding me? I would have to pay people just to get away from. Them. <laughs> I'm like, here, I'll pay you so I can get out of your face. <laughs> I'll make a All lot right. of money. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> Moving forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're making me choke over here. Uh, this next story, I think you're going to find intriguing. This one is also timely. It's coming from TechExplore.com. Researchers have officially explored the use of AI in human resources. Officially. Now, a three-year project at the Friedrich Alexander Universität Erlangen-Nuremberg, (laughs) the FAU, on the topic of artificial intelligence. They focused on chatbots and recruitment. They investigated the relationship between humans and machines and human resources. 
gaining valuable insight into different topics, like the ethical aspects of the digital systems and the extent to which people are willing to accept them. Now, with the researchers at the Endowed Chair of the Digitalization and Business and Society at FAU carried out, they, they carried out interviews with potential users and stakeholders in the area of HR, as well as experts in the field of AI. The team of researchers from Nuremberg, led by Professor Dr. Sven Lammer, they have summarized their results in a report that's both practical and academic in relevance, and here it comes a little bit for it. The researchers believe that chatbots are dialogue systems that are suited for making processes in the area of HR more efficient. But they raise concerns that the chatbots need to become more intelligent and capable of responding to users in more individualized manners. So even though algorithms can help HR departments come to a decision, recruiters still tend to be very skeptical about relying entirely on the data, Ricky. Now, look, the study goes on to say here that it indicated that users prefer humans over the machines when it comes to sensitive matters concerning personal data or when making recommendations that are relevant uh, to the future. So pretty much any time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Another interesting finding was that AI is more widely accepted if decisions are seen as being fair, which I, I could That's honestly, no, I could, I could see this. If we think about that statement, let me read that statement again one more time. Another interesting finding was that AI is more widely accepted if decisions are seen as being fair. So if something is not fair, it's unaccepted. Which, if we think about it from the human perspective, if it's unfair, you normally accept No, it's unacceptable there too, jerks. No. The study wait. also suggested that applicants tend to regard companies that offer digital recruitment as innovative and attractive to potential employers. One aspect that must still be addressed, though, is the active avoidance of discrimination in AI. Ricky Baez, over to you. Here, here's where I'm going to step in and say this past political climate has taught us that it's not about what's fair, what's not fair. It's what aligns with people's point of view, right? So obviously AI, if, is, uh, if people agree with it, if, if the findings are fair, they don't agree with it, if the findings are not fair, that's actually you know, common human nature. But if you throw two humans into it, go back and forth at each other. I honestly think that it takes a little bit more thought, a little bit more processing, a little bit more strategic thinking to make sure that what you're accepting as fair and or not fair is actually based on the data and not something you want to see or don't want to see. I don't think chatbots are able to do that. So that's why from a measuring perspective, I rather rely on an algorithm. I rather rely on something that doesn't have emotion. But at the end of the day, a human being would need to evaluate those those, those results and, and then make adjustment call from that. I, I, Rick, so Rick, it's a you, tool. You remember going back not too long ago when you hired that um, that that one assistant, um, Len? Len? No, Ken. Len? Ken. You Len? hired Ken. Ken mm -hmm. didn't have emotion. Ken was very non-emotional. He could have been a robot. Could have. So how about this? Find out till two weeks later. So how about this? Instead of AI. Adopt brainwashing. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> exactly. Just brainwash your assistants. I'm, am I on to something here? Why didn't we think about this before, man? Right? Let's just brainwash people. We're, we don't have new employer orientation. We have a cult orientation. Right. That's it's what a, we do. And it starts at Paris Island. <laughs> so for Those that story, there is stuff, stuff by techexplorer.com. News. 
And uh, you can find that story about the chatbots and AI and that amazing research that they did. Uh, yeah, the, la- the last current event story that I have for you here. It's all about digital empowerment of employees hindered by the lack of manager training and development. And this was put out by the Digital Journal, Ricky. Now, there's a free research report called Digital Empowerment Today. It's now available for free download at HR.com. And it really is. It's available out there. It's a, it's a nice piece. You should try to pick that up. The report does focus on investigating the state of digital transformation for empowering employees with HR technology. Their hmm. whole thing here is to optimize self-service digital tools. Who doesn't want more self-service? Everybody wants more self-service. You improve that tier zero. You're at the head of the pack, buddy. Know what I'm talking? So Got it. investigating highlight uh, investigation highlights the findings that changing technologies 70 percent and employee expectations of 57 percent are the biggest drivers for digital empowerment. Now, a large majority of HR pros anticipate a typical workday will change over the next two years as a result of greater digital empowerment and enable it. The top two anticipated changes involve employee flexibility. In the report, they find that employees will have greater choice about where they work, 55%. And work schedules will become more flexible, 54%. Two-fifths of the respondents indicate that managers in their organization are not getting the education and training needed to digitally empower the people reporting to them. So organizations are likely to encourage employees to use appropriate technologies, but only 33% train them and how to leverage those technologies for advancement and gains. Further in the report, if you go down, I do believe it states there's a, oh, yep, there it is. 30% of the time, it works 100% of the time, and water is wet. (laughs) Ricky Byers, back to you. Sex Panther. Um, (laughs) We need to get that clear. By the way, stop by Um, HR.com to find the free report they didn't pay to be talked about. It's just a real interesting report. I do recommend checking that out. I am not a big fan. I am not a big fan of giving people a self-service tool unless the self-service tool actually does what it's intending to do. What do you mean? Because I don't know about what you, do you man. Mean? What do you mean? Well, every time every time a company comes out with some kind of hey, contact us, right? But then you have to go through this chat bot and 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 all these chat things and all this computer stuff and it's not a human in sight. Right. So when I'm asking all these questions, if I have a specific um, uh, um, uh, question that needs to be answered and the robot is just smart enough to really interact with me to fully understand what I need, that creates more frustration than not. And I'm just yelling at the phone, operator, operator, spashing zero so I can get a hold of somebody. Now, transfer this over to the workspace. Right. When you have an employee that only wants to find out what how much they have in the HSA account or how much PTO they have left, yeah, you, you may not want to call a human being for that. That way you can go online or go on a, on a dashboard, use this digital information to give you the information you need. But it has to work. It's got to be reliable. What good is that information if uh, or that tool if it gives you erroneous information? I'm going to tell you something. It's all out the window. It's all out the Why? window because even the people that are familiar with technology – that don't actually know technology got some waking up to do and you ready for it. Cause here it comes. We've talked about this on the show before. I talk about it other places. People don't like to talk about technology. They like to talk about technology after they, they sign the contracts about the technology that they bought, but they don't like to look forward to some of the other stuff that they got cooking. And last year in San Francisco, the San Francisco based research lab, open AI, they released Codex. 
an AI model for translating natural language commands into app code. Okay. The model, which powers GitHub's Copilot feature, was heralded at the time as one of the most powerful examples of machine programming. The category of tools that automates the development and maintenance of software, right? So not to be outdone, DeepMind, the AI lab backed by Google parent company Alphabet, says that they improved upon the codex in key areas with alpha code and a system that could write competition-level code, et cetera, et cetera. And it kind of kept going. It's like all this other stuff, right? <laughs> the game changed May 2021, buddy. Why? Machine programming was supercharged by AI. During a build developer conference in May 2021, Microsoft detailed a new feature in Power Apps and it tapped into OpenAI's GPT-3 language model to assist people in choosing formulas. And if you're not familiar with GPT-3, GPT-3 is basically, it's, it's, it's like, the best way to put it is, if you've got the brain behind what some of these other chat things are, right? GPT-3 okay. is the human brain behind it in okay. mechanical form. It's a generative pre-trained Transformer 3, GPT-3. It's an auto-regressive language model. It uses deep learning, and it produces human-like text. And it's, it, it, it is the third generation of the language prediction model in the GPTN series. It was created by OpenAI, the San Francisco-based Artificial Intelligence Research Laboratory. So they're, they're pushing the boundaries. I'm telling you, Google GPT-3, read into it, look into it. It's going to change our world. So when people do the research on these chatbots, they're researching something that's maybe not even based off of the GPT-3 backbone. This is going to be a productivity booster that's going to enhance work and fine-tune everything that you do in life. It's going gonna, it's gonna to radically change things. Listen, people like me that talk on a microphone as a human, okay, we're going okay. away. I don't want to go away. I love doing this. I love being with you and talking to other people and doing these things. But when you can get, when you can get predictive artificial text and, and voice to a degree that GPT-3 could do, you, you just change the ball game. You just change the ball of wax. So one of the best things that HR could do in the meantime, look, I know I talked a, a lot techie techie. You're like, don't talk to techie techie. I'm like, I'll talk techie. Listen, here's one of the magical things <laughs> the that you can do that? right now. Take the time and invest in your knowledge base. Take the time and invest in the brain that's walking out the door or about to retire. Get the things documented. Get the things out. But just because you have it documented doesn't mean that it's good. Okay. Bad data in, bad data out. All right. As you move forward, GPT-3 and some other things is going to be able to like do stuff we can't even imagine in, in discussion right now in, in being able to think and communicate like a human would. But but curate your data while you can. Take a look at what you have. Okay. And just at, at the very least, get it documented and choose what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep. And maybe what you don't want to keep, you put it into an archive for people to learn from in future versions and iterations of whatever <laughs> you are. So you don't repeat the same mistakes and you have your own history log. And it's not sitting in the top of Ken's head while he's getting brainwashed, about to walk out the door, and collect Social Security. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, JC. And, and, and I hope hopefully people heard what you said about that wisdom of those workers oh, who are about to exit the workforce and enter that 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 retirement phase in their life. Ricky, they're not listening you, to me. They don't listen. They're going to listen to you. They don't listen to me. So go ahead, please. Got it. So now I'm going to repeat it. That way they can listen to me because they just hate you. Got it. I get it. I get it. It's okay. It's all right. No, look. So it, it's uh, it would be 
right now, business leaders and HR, HR pros would do the future of the workforce a huge service if they start documenting all, all of the data, all of the, all of the wisdom from people who are exiting the workforce right now just to enter their, their golden years and they use that data later on. Because as soon as we stop doing that, at some point, at some point, um, one HR person or one uh, business leader is going to document the very last human being to leave the workforce, and then we're not going to have any more um, future type of wisdom that was documented. Because, JC, at the end of the day, yes, AI is going to be huge. It gets smarter and smarter every single year. I mean, just look where we are right now. 15 years ago, we never had smartphones the way we have right now. 15 years ago, we had to wait for Netflix to send us a uh, a uh, a disc so we can watch a movie. Yeah. Now we have everything in our pockets. Oh, yeah, right? you do. So technology you do. is evolving. Sure is. But you still mm-hmm. got to do some HR things the old way on the index card and in the shred bin. Human resources. Right. It's in the name there, JC. <laughs> but you can, right? still, you can still adopt some digital technologies and things to document yourself to move forward to then still be able tool. to interact as a tool. Right. As a Correct. tool. As a tool. Not as a deciding factor, but as exactly. a tool to help the organization move forward. But you're, you're right. Talking. It's, it's got to be good data in, good data out. You got to make sure. It, it's, I just had a conversation with a client the other day about them trying to put together um, a, a dashboard for recruiters so they can go ahead and, and, and you know just track some metrics to make sure that people are doing what they're supposed to be doing from a recruiter's perspective. The problem is it was bad data going into the HRIS system, and when they pulled it out to put it on a pivot table, it was completely jacked up. Yeah. Go back to the basics and make sure you train your employees um, on putting the right data in the right place. That way you've got the foundation laid out so you can go ahead and pull whatever reports you want, pivot table it, and then help Okay, let's do this. Out. Let's do this. Maybe it's not even the people, right? Maybe you paid for the okay. uh, digital conversion. Ha-ha. <laughs> Right. You ever been on the backside of one of those looking at the spreadsheets and the data as it came across? But tell you something, when you have a spaghetti mess and it's happening, you got a spaghetti mess that's happening on the backside. And some symbols and things don't convert. Maybe a tab didn't come across the right way and maybe the data is jacked up. So, yes, we converted your data as per the contract and we put it into the new system. We didn't tell you it was good. But we put it in. <laughs> we just we, we got we it moved in there. it from location A right. to location B. Right. So, I don't know what happened in the in between. There so it is. the third field Sucks. is supposed to be the date of birth. But now the date of birth is in the fifth field that says what their <laughs> assumed gender is on Wednesday. So I can't I can't like correlate this anymore. <laughs> I can't. Right. You know, it's like, okay, well, we have to modify the software. Now you're gonna have to pay more money to move the table, or you gotta pay an employee to Redo data entry or something like that. It's quality checks when you get in those contracts. Dude, There's big names ab- out there moving big numbers and moving big monies, and they love you. They're very good at it. There's so many of them that are good at it. But at the end of the day, you're signing the papers. Don't just kick the tires. Hope for the best it's and go with you. the handshake. The handshake don't matter in this regard. It and does. You have to double check everything. everything. Double check and make sure that you are getting what you're paying for. JC, I don't know if anybody this out there This is the talk knows. I wanted to have with Kathy last week. Well, you, well, you know, it, it's we are going to bring them back, right? So Kathy is going to come back. We're going to bring them back so we can have that conversation, bro. But look, he, here's the thing about that kind of data. It, it's, it's, I don't know if people fully understand how beautiful and how awesome it feels to be able to pull data and be able to say, oh, man, based on this data, 
this guy, this manager over here at that department has so many different issues, has uh, 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 attrition, 30-day attrition is horrible, 90-day attrition is the worst, and we want to be able to give them that information. Oh, yeah. The only way you're able to give them that information is you make sure the right data is put in place by who? The HR professional who's bringing and onboarding the people on board. That sets the tone for everything for the rest of the organization. So make sure you got competent people, train people with the right tools to make sure that the right information is put in the right places. That way you can pull whatever data you want to help your business partner. Why you put your glasses on? You look like Tom Cruise. <laughs> like 80 years from now. Florida, <laughs> man. Florida Man Stories this week is brought to you in part by Natural Ice, the beer that you could drink all night long. Oh, my God. (laughs) Really? Natural Ice? (laughs) God, what a blast from the past when we're making no money in the Marine Corps. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. There we were marching around around the parade deck, stomping our heels, breaking some hearts. And natural ice was one of our chance. <laughs> he was getting Fuck. getting us ready for the fleet. Let me tell you. All right. So this story right here, and the reason I have put my aviator specs on a moment ago is so that I could read this clearly. Uh, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ricky. I see the story. <laughs> a JetBlue pilot was removed from a plane's cockpit in Buffalo, New York, on Wednesday morning after a tra- uh, after TSA uh, uh, told authorities. He appeared impaired as he passed through security, according to authorities. The pilot, James Clifton, 52 years old, was taken into custody after he registered a blood alcohol level of 0.17. A Niagara Frontier TSA spokeswoman said, Clifton told authorities he had seven to eight drinks before he got on the aircraft the night before, which was bound to Fort Lauderdale the next morning. Strain from the topic of the story for a moment. If you've ever had a beer or two at your Super Bowl party and then worked HR the next day, you too may resemble this story. Don't know what you're talking about. But compared to driving limits, most states have now set their legal blood alcohol concentration, BAC, at 0.08%. Though Utah's will soon sit at 0.05%, by the way. Higher than that qualifies you as either driving under the influence DUI or driving while impaired DWI, depending on the state that you're in. We're having a great time. Now, the Code of Federal Regulations 91.17 pertaining to the use of drugs and alcohol by pilots declares no person may operate or attempt to operate an airplane or aircraft, including helicopters, hot air balloons, gliders, etc., within eight hours of alcohol consumption and or while under the influence of alcohol or drugs or with a BAC of 0.04% or above, or while ingesting any drug affecting safety adversely. Mm. In the event that you refuse a test, your certificate, rating, or authorization can be revoked for up to a year following the date of the refusal. Now, previous case law in this instance shows that blood alcohol tests that reveal pilots have BAC levels over two times greater than the level allowed by the FAA were convicted at their hearings of operating an aircraft while intoxicated, a sentence that came with a $250,000 fine and 15 years in prison. Now, on top of that, all three had their licenses revoked. In previous case law instances, 
This, I will, by the way, I will not be playing a clip from Interesting Things with JC because this part is interesting. This will be an interesting case in that the pilot did not actually operate the aircraft, but he was stopped before he did so. And did you know that unruly and drunken passengers could be fined heavily as well? As part of the FAA's reauthorization bill, the FAA can can fine you up to $37,000 per violation for being unruly. These are interesting things with JC. I read this story earlier today. So this is a missing piece, some, some, some missing information that I found really interesting. Number one, the, um, the pilots from Orlando. So I found it really interesting that the pilot being from Orlando got caught in Buffalo, in Buffalo New York. <laughs> right now, kudos to that TSA agent. Honestly, kudos for that team for, for, for being uh, vigilant because had that TSA agent not done their job, I mean, obviously, once the uh, this guy got into the cockpit, I'm pretty sure their partner in the cockpit would have said something, right? But kudos to that person for saving I d- I doubt uh, it. everybody's life, right? They probably were it. drunker, <laughs> and they still flew no. the plane. <laughs> I mean, they just said pilot. They didn't say whether he was, like, the pilot or the co-pilot. If you're a co-pilot, yeah, you, like, really don't do anything anyway. So You just sit there and play Nintendo. <laughs> right. But... The other piece that I Ooh. found interesting is... Do uh-huh. we do we know if he was actually scheduled to fly that day? Or was he traveling back as a passenger? We don't know My that. understanding... No, we do. My oh, understanding okay. is that he was in uniform going into the airport. You might still and he fly was scheduled in uniform. To fly that, he was scheduled to fly that day. Oh, on and, that plane. On that plane. And he wanted, once once the cops were calling and they were asking him questions, he still wanted to go on the plane because apparently he was on that plane the night before. He was about to get down there now. He left his gun on the plane and he wanted to go back and grab his gun. And I'm like, wait a minute. Pilots are allowed to carry oh, yeah. on the plane? Yes. I, I never knew that. Yes. So I looked it up. Apparently, if they're certified, not yes. only do they have to have a concealed carry, they have to have an FAA kind of certification yep. for them to have. I never knew that. I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah. Some big things happen that change that. We lived through it. Well, yeah, obviously. But well, well, I mean, some big things happen, like the TSA and air marshals. But I, I thought pilots were supposed to pilot a plane, right? Not act as a as a navy seal but you know what that's good i'm not i'm not uh, i'm saying that's good bad or indifferent i'm just saying i was surprised to hear or to to read that because i didn't know they were allowed to to do that but it's interesting though right because they they're saying that they never the the person can't really be charged for driving or flying intoxicated because the person never actually did so i don't know is there a, a thing like attempted driving under the influence because there's such a thing as attempted murder, right? You try, but you never really did it. You still get in trouble for it. I'm, Why I'm, is it different here? I don't know. But I'll tell you what. Maybe they need to put one of those breathalyzer hoses on the on the pilot's uh You turn the plane on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the captain speaking. Is there somebody <sighs> who doesn't like alcohol? Please come to the front. Uh, I'll give you a free first, free, free first, play, first class ticket. <laughs> If you blow on this tube, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. If you go lean over to the right hand side of the plane, you'll see a little Dahlia outside. That guy's drunk. He's got a gun in the cockpit. Plane, like, everybody else drunk plane, in the plane. The plane didn't even leave. <laughs> it's like still sit there. 
we've reached our flying altitude tonight of 72,000. Uh, sir, we're, we're still on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you feel that turbulence? No. Uh-oh. <laughs> the, tur- the plane's not on yet. <laughs> it's the gong. It's time. It's time for final what? thoughts. <gasps> Shoot. Okay. Ricky Baez, over to you. For the first time in a long time, <laughs> I don't have anything that just just easily comes out. So, Ricky, I'm thank you so try much. It anyway. <laughs> it's been, it's it's been, been a, a pleasure to be here today, for bro. you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My name is JC. On behalf of Ricky Bias, Biasco, uh, Biasco Industry. What is it? Bi- what the hell is the oh name of your company? Oh my God. Biasco Learning. B A E Z. C as in Charlie. O as in Oscar.com. Yeah, them. they help make this show happen. Uh, there's a they guy do. on the cover art. Uh, you'll find us out there on the podcasting platforms, maybe two of them. we got to get that fixed up. Um, we do. Ricky's never paid him. He's a very good man. He likes uh, RC Colas <laughs> and Moon Pies, though, so you ever see him. I pay, I pay him in barbecue. Mm-hmm. He knows that. Mm-hmm. 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 Been a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. We're just having fun today, and this is right. what HR Talk is all about—just having fun with human resources and dissecting things. Hit some current events today, and we're going to do it again mm-hmm. next week. We're trimming back into our one-hour segment time frame. Currently, in this vulgarity-free program today, we're at fifty-four twelve and change. We're going to be wrapping up within the broadcast time frame of fifty-five twenty-six or so. So, should you desire to pick the program up and broadcast this on NPR or your respective networks, feel free to reach out to Biasco Industries Incorporated worldwide. More than happy to help you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, drive safe. Have a good night. Worldwide. Prestige. Doing business. Biasco. Worldwide. Worldwide.